On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Duke is back, and that's all I want to talk about for two straight hours, Tate. Mm. Uh, the Blue Devils, one by ten, at Notre Dame. Uh, they're back, but they're also not back because, as we know, Mike Krzyzewski cares about his players and is going to give them a Christmas break and let them go home for Christmas, but not Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So mm-hmm. we're not going to see Duke for a little while. But they they are back still. Four, four days at home. Put your fours up like Phil Ford back in the day. Coach K's doing it for Dean Smith. That's how many days he's giving these kids home. Uh, for Christmas break. But like you said, he goes to Notre Dame. He gets the train back on the rails. Everything is going well for Coach K's young guys. The old guys are out. The new guys are in. Matthew Hurd is the face of Duke basketball. Mm-hmm. All is well in the world. And uh, we have actual basketball to talk about because we just watched Kansas play Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, while we're on the, the, the subject of Blue Bloods, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Kansas Jayhawks just uh, beat Texas Tech, won at Texas Tech, fought off a, a massive crowd, if I can say so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of people, Nate, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Kansas wins. Uh, Terrence Shannon's shot at the buzzer. It wasn't at the buzzer, I guess, but it was last-second shot. He, he missed it. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We just got done watching that game. Uh, also, North Carolina may or may not be dodging Ohio State. We have to get we have to make sense of this. The Tar Heels and Buckeyes were supposed to play on Saturday. They're no longer playing. A lot of fingers being pointed, certainly on this show as well. We, yeah. Tate and I have just the been Carolina pointing, fans and, are pointing at yeah. UCLA. UCLA is pointing at no one. Ohio State is basically you and just, the media and the basketball media. We're so pointing point- at the heavens with our middle <laughs> fingers because yeah. we're just the Ohio like State the fans are yeah. pointing at the uh, the college football playoff ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're pointing at Dabo Swinney and, and uh, who's the Florida coach? Dan again? Mullen. Dan yeah. Mullen. That's yeah. right. That's his yeah. name. Yeah, we're pointing at those guys and say, kiss our ass. Dan Mullen, still famous for being the offensive coordinator for Urban Meyer at Florida, <laughs> now the head coach at Florida. You know what I that mean? That guy's out of his mind. Uh, I kind of respect it. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about uh, this transfer rule that that has passed with the NCAA. There's there's some legal stuff. Obviously, that's what college basketball is now. Is uh, the Supreme Court, the NCAA, is uh, hearing their appeal. Maybe we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, compensation. And uh, uh, it's Friday, Tate. So we're having Andy Katz back on. He agreed to join us. We're, we're going to turn this into a little segue. Andy Katz is joining us to go through his tiers and break those down with us. We have a ton to talk about. We're going to get to all of it. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical out foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Before we get to uh, Kansas, Texas Tech, because I think I think that's where we want to start. It's fresh in our minds. We just got done watching that game tonight. Uh, Keontae Johnson update, Tate. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have great news. We just wanted to uh, spread it. I, on the off chance, there are people that listen to the show that don't necessarily follow the news. Keontae Johnson, as a reminder for those people, is the uh, Florida basketball player collapsed at Florida State. Uh, did not look good. The video is – I watched it once, and I was like, I kind of wish I hadn't seen that. That was – Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the good news, the, the the update that we have, at least as of this recording, my understanding is he is awake – he is uh, FaceTiming his teammates. Mm-hmm. He is breathing on his own. Um, I don't want to say he's fine. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how it works. But uh, certainly he seems to be in much better shape than what I thought because I feared the worst. And uh, I, it, it seems like for the time being, we don't have to fear the worst. So I just wanted to start with that. Good vibes. Florida has put their program on pause, I guess. They're saying we're going to... Yeah, for the next three games. Yeah, take some time yeah. and figure this out. But... Uh, Good news to report. So uh, we're still thinking of Keontae Johnson. Hope uh, you know he develops like we all want him to, and yeah, and it all works out. So yep, 
Yep. Shout out to Keontae Johnson and his whole family and everyone for keeping uh, Florida, you know, keeping everyone up to date. And uh, it was good news to report. And th that is the best news to report when it's good. Yeah. News, and so. I thought, not that this matters whatsoever, but uh, it, it's always a tricky situation when uh, the whole world wants to know how he's doing. But also, it's like, you know, we don't really care that you dipshits with a podcast, like, mm -hmm. need content, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. we don't, we, we're not obligated to tell you what's going on. Um, but I thought Florida did a good job or not that they need to, you know, not that they need my approval or whatever, but they, they kept people informed, but we're also like, please like, yeah, you know, respect the family, respect and it, the privacy, and all that. The situation. And, um, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that's that good news there. Uh, but let's talk about Kansas, Texas tech. So we just, yep. we just witnessed the Jayhawks. Uh, they, they went in Lubbock Tate. This, this was shaping up to be the Mac McClung game. <laughs> You you have some thoughts on Mac McClung that that I guess we can get to. It, it ended up being the uh, the Akbaji game. I mean, this was the best mm -hmm. I've seen Akbaji play maybe in his entire career. I know he's had a handful of other good games, but this was I don't know. He he was hitting everything. He was he was he looked great to me. Yeah, Ochai Akbaji is the guy that uh, you know you and I saw last year when we were at the Maui Invitational, and we kind of gave the look at each other of. That guy has all the tools yeah. in the shed, but will he put it together? And then if you kind of wanted to describe his game before this game, it was you see flashes of brilliance, right? You see Akbaji do something. You're like, man, I don't know many guys that can do that. But then you see some turnovers. And even right. tonight he had one bad turnover where he was about to carry the ball and he threw it away and it led to the break for, for those guys. But then he came back and blocked the dunk attempt. So it was like that is... You know, Agbaji making up for that's the Agbaji experience. Yeah, exactly. In, in they're, they're, like, yeah, yeah, there are ups and downs, but I, I thought that in like Bill Self's grabbing a sub, like get your ass in there, get okay, never mind, sit back down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought <laughs> I wanted you, but now I don't. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. the inbounds play that wins the game, uh, you know, the layup that wins the game. You got to guard that. You got to if you're guarding the out of bounds, you got to guard the basket. If you're, yeah. if you're the guy on the ball, baseline out of bounds, you got to defend the basket. That's one on one, isn't but it? I mean, I mean, it's easy, but that's why Chris Beard was going crazy after the fact. But Agbaji yeah. made a great cut to the basket. It was a heads up play. And, uh, you know, Bill Self is great at those designed out of bounds plays. And it wasn't anything special. I think Jay Billis was like, look at this loop play here, whatever he wanted to call it. But it was like, like you said, how do you not guard the basket? But then Agbaji finished, and it looked like a very clean play. And honestly, I, at one point in this game, I was ready to talk to you about how Kansas was a was not a top five team or or, or a team that we had to really talk yeah, about. Yeah, if, if, like, uh, if Jared Shannon makes the shot, you're like Kansas frauds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a totally different conversation because Creighton, you know, there's been ups and downs with them. So like, how mm -hmm. quality of a win is that? All those all those things come to be. But if anything, it, it proved to me that Kansas can play defense. They get the last possession. They lock down the last possession. Agbaji's great. Garrett's great on the wing. And when you have those two guys, you have a chance. McCormick is a real force on the inside. He's no, yeah. you know, as a book obviously but he's important to that team he can't be and the focal point the of the pieces. offense yeah he can't be like mccormick's yeah. not good enough to be like azabuke was where it's you know tonight we're just going to dump it down to him and let mm -hmm. him score 27 and grab 15 rebounds and that's how we're going to win to your point though to uh, this is just a larger point about college basketball and analyzing it this season um about kind of doing a transitive thing of kansas needs a Marcus Zigorowski to miss a free throw with Creighton and how good is Creighton? Uh oh, Creighton's suddenly not as good as we thought. And does that mean Kansas isn't as good? Mm -hmm. And Kansas barely beat Kentucky, kind of. So yep. what does and Kentucky's not and to that I say, uh I don't know if we should be doing that. Cause I've been doing that too with a lot of teams. I'm comparing um, you know, because that's how that's how it usually works under normal circumstances, especially early in the season. You have these small data points, so you start like comparing like things. But I just feel like this season everything is so weird and and 
travel times are so I mean, you're watching like Butler Villanova the other night, and they're saying like Butler's practiced like one time in the last three weeks, and Butler's getting destroyed. And I know I heard that, and yet fast forward like a couple weeks, I'm gonna use that game as a data point of like, wow, this team just lost to Butler and Butler lost to Villanova by that much. That must mean that and you know what I mean? So there's like all these factors that go into it that I feel like you kind of there's just have too to take many it variables. There's yeah, too many like, variables. Yeah, yeah usually it's already college hard basketball, enough. there's a lot, but this is too yeah. many. Yeah, we finally reached our cap. And yeah, it's made it very difficult for guys like you and I that have to make sense of it all. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know what to make sense. Like, I, I still like obviously Kansas is a good team. Kansas is going to be a good team. I, we, we never really hit the panic button on Kansas, even when they lost to Gonzaga. No, of course early. not. No, it's, yeah. it's just that like it, the, the other thing that's hard with with these teams, especially the Blue Bloods is you're applying a different rubric to them. So when we say Duke is garbage, we don't mean that Duke is not a... We don't mean Duke's going to lose in the second round of the NIT. You know, like, well, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. We mean, a, <laughs> as going. we are accustomed to... <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> as we are accustomed to seeing Duke basketball, this team does not meet that standard. This, you know, from what we've seen so far, but also we, as reported on the show, Duke is back. So maybe they, they are. Yes. Uh, same sort of thing with Kansas. Like the idea of the sky falling in Lawrence, um, which I never really agreed with, but at least I kind of understand where people are coming from, that this Kansas team is not as good as they were last year. They're, mm-hmm. they're not, they're not going to be, but they're still a pretty good team. And uh, they show that tonight and they, they play great defense. As we said all along, like the, the, really the missing piece with Kansas is always going to be, uh, a perimeter guy that they can run an offense through. And for the first however many games, Jalen Wilson seemed to be that guy. He was kind of MIA tonight, um, ends up having the big block at the end uh, to secure the win. But offensively, he was kind of MIA. Uh, but that was okay because like, Baji stepped up. So I don't know if that's like, you know, I, th- I think the positive thing is that this is going to be a, a thing by committee that hopefully Kansas has one of these guys, maybe Marcus Garrett steps up. Um, you know, he's more of a defensive guy, more of a, he's kind of turning into this year's Xavier Simpson, by the way, where like Marcus Garrett can have games where he's like two for six. And I think people are going to find a way to be like, that's the best player on the floor. He is. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that, that is the star of the team. That's and the you star look of the around team. And you're like, yeah. it's definitely Jalen Wilson or yeah. definitely Agbaji, but yeah. Marcus Garrett somehow has whistled, you know, weaseled his way into being the star of this team. But he also, you know, he reminds me of Leaky Black. They're like the same player. Right, where it's right. like they could, they're quote unquote the leaders of the team and they're like the primary ball handler at times, but they also, they're, they could be reckless. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They could, there could be some issues at the end of the day, but the real star of this game, Mark Titus was charges. Uh, and this yeah, is the, yeah. This, I was ready to talk about this. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. beat that you own. This is your corner. Uh, you you know this more than most. I know this as a Carolina fan. I saw Coach K implement this into the game as a way to get uh, you know uh, basically some sort of advantage on the competition. It also ruined the game of basketball at some level. And Jay Billis is upset, ironically enough, about it. And you're upset, yeah. and I'm, I'm upset. A, I've, I've and been we're upset. all upset. Yeah, you've I, been I, upset. We're I dug upset. up the article I wrote for the Ringer.com all those com, years ago uh, before we were both fired uh, <laughs> from that website. <laughs> I never worked uh, for the website. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You <laughs> they never can't fire me. Yeah, I worked for HBO. I thought. Um, <laughs> so, I dug up the article, and uh, it was from twenty. I didn't. Re- I didn't remember when I wrote it, but mm-hmm. uh, I knew it was a while ago. And I'll be damned, Tate. I wrote that thing in twenty sixteen. This is. This is. I've been on this beat for almost five years now. Ooh. That uh, charges have to go. In fact, I, I think in the article I wrote that I, I linked to a 
older Grantland article where I wrote like something similar. So like I, this has been driving me insane for a while. And I say this as a guy who my entire defensive strategy in college was taking charges. That was all <laughs> I could do in practices. That's like, I, I literally in my left elbow, I have cartilage I can push around because I took so many charges and I hit my left elbow on the, the floor so many times that, that it's just, there's permanent damage to it. Um, and I say that to say, like, I understand the value of charges. I understand being a guy that, like, wants to slide over and, quote, unquote, sacrifice your body for the good of the team. <laughs> As someone who did it, that's not what I was doing. I was not sacrificing my body for the good of the team. It was that uh, David Lighty was going to dunk all over my face. And I had two choices, either contest him at the rim and get dunked all over, because uh, he'll be at the rim and I'll be at the bottom <laughs> of the net, or grab my balls and fall over. And yes. I would often pick the latter, grab my balls and fall over, uh, which is why I rarely ever got dunked on, but I also injured a lot of teammates. So mm -hmm. <laughs> my point is, Tate, this is ridiculous. It, it charges, I, I don't understand, like I, I, I honestly, I have less respect for people who, this is one of the things that like, I, I will die on this hill. I, uh, I don't judge people for a <laughs> lot of opinions they hold. This is one that I definitely do. If you think charges are good, if you think charges belong in the game of basketball, you are an absolute moron. You should reevaluate, like honestly, maybe stop listening to this show. Mm -hmm. You're an idiot. You are very stupid. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, do not get rid of offensive fouls. Obviously, there has to be, a counter measure in place that you can't just bulldoze guys. But if you watch basketball and you get off on the idea of the Texas tech, I I'm picking on Texas tech tonight, but this is a, this is a, a, an epidemic across all of college basketball. If you get off on the idea of these guys, like at the last second, sliding over and moving and throwing themselves into, and holding their balls and falling over. And just like it, it's, it's reckless. It's, it's people get hurt every single year on plays like this and to, to, to get rewarded for it is absolute insanity. The fact that like this isn't a flagrant foul is crazy enough to me, and I'm being serious. This is all strict aside. I think these should be flagrant fouls. I think mm -hmm. if you try to take a help side charge, it should be written in the rules. That is a flagrant foul. You're endangering people with your recklessness. With your You're so unathletic, you can't make a play on the ball that you have to just you know risk people's health. Uh, I, I thought we were, we're a player safety podcast, are we not, Tate? Mm -hmm. Yes, first and foremost. It should be a flagrant foul, but if it's not going to be a flagrant foul, you're rewarding this. I'm sorry, what? It is insanity. This we will look back on this like we look back on, as I've said, the idea of dunks being illegal. I think mm -hmm. I really think that. I really think there will be a time when you and I have our grandkids and we're telling them a time about how charges used to be a thing, and they're like, mm -hmm. "What?" Yeah. In the same way, my our parent, our dad say like, "Yeah, so Kareem, you know, he couldn't dunk in college," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar couldn't dunk in college. Like, yeah, that was a rule. You're like, that's the dumbest rule ever. That's what uh, that's what this is going to be. This is our generation's no dunking. Yeah, I hope that one day we're sitting around the table and we're watching, you know, tape of Brian Zubek taking charges on the help side, and we're all laughing at how ridiculous it was. We let yeah. that work. We let that happen. We let that exist in college basketball spaces. I do. Not think only that do we let it exist, we reward it. <laughs> yes, like it's, it, The fact that it happens, like you're rewarded. It's considered a good play. Everyone claps. They say the coaches say good job. Some coaches hand out rewards and practice. Like you get to wear the big gold star jersey yeah. this week because you're the guy who 
grabbed his nuts the most in practice. It's insanity. It's manipulated manipulated basketball minds as high as LeBron James. Even LeBron James is down to get a flop to help his team get... You know, it's like it's now become a nice, like, subtle way to manipulate the game in some form or fashion. And that comes from Coach K. It is probably the biggest thing that he will leave on the game at the end of the day. That will be his legacy. Yeah, if you care about player safety, (laughs) K, like, clean this up. What are we doing? What is this? And and look, charges, I think, primary defender charges, you know, like, you're guarding a guy one-on-one, you get to the spot, he goes there hard, and you take it call the charge right yeah but if someone if someone drives past you down the lane and then the power forward slides over and then like you said sticks his butt out and then chris like chris beard had a couple of these in this game tonight you know where his guys did this where they just basically take it and they fall over and yeah. collapse and they get the charge it should be a flop we're getting in soccer territory so, at this point yeah where we're gonna have to like throw flags out and get free throws for when guys are flopping and, so uh, uh thank you to, coach K. to clarify as well because i can i can hear people firing off tweets at me already you're going to ask yourself, so what should those guys do if you're on the help side defender? So what, like, help side defenders should just get bowled over? The answer is no. You have to make a play on the ball. That's all I ask. That's like, If you get bowled over, it's still an offensive foul. I, I don't want to eliminate secondary offensive fouls, secondary defenders taking offensive fouls. We're talking about the actual fouls. posing of sliding I'm over. It, I'm talking like, about literally <laughs> that one move yeah. of covering your balls <laughs> Falling and then and then just falling over and that's all you do. That's it. And it's like it's yeah. the only place on the basketball court where that's a thing. It's like it, it's 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 so bizarre how we've gotten to this point and it just keeps like compounding and getting worse. Like every year it gets worse. And, and we cheer it on every year. We cheer more for good that, play. Here's the problem. It's good defensive play. Here's the problem. So Texas Tech was taking these charges tonight. And again, like Billis did a good job of this of like not killing Texas Tech because if I'm a Texas Tech player, if they're calling it, like yeah, do it. Like, of course, which is yeah. part of the problem as well. But uh. The other part of the problem is that it was we were it was very likely that at some point in that game, after being screwed on these charges over and over and over, Kansas was going to do the exact same thing, and then they were going to benefit. And then every Kansas fan that had like gotten fired up about how much they hate charges, it, it's it, they were they were going to get their own get out of jail free card, and then they're going to be like, ah, I don't know, I don't I don't hate them quite as much, and and I do the same thing as an Ohio State, like I hate it so much. And then suddenly I'm watching Aaron Kraft do it and, and it wins a game against Iowa State in the tournament. I'm like, kind of yeah. like it. Don't mind it this time. Yeah. Like, and, and we're all we're all hypocritical with it. And that's why like, it's basically a get-out-of-jail-free card. And when you're the one getting thrown in jail, you're like, I don't mind it that much. Honestly, like not going to jail is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But when other people that you saw commit crimes <laughs> are getting you're out like of jail, you're, it like, out. you're like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, so all I ask is secondary defenders have to make a play on the ball. In an ideal world... They try to challenge. Like if a guy's going up to dunk, go block the shot. Mm-hmm. And if you can't block it, guess what? That's basketball. That's how it works. Yeah. You're not as athletic yeah. as him. You're not as good as him. You got dunked on. I'm sorry. That's how it works. That's, you know, like it, yeah. life isn't I, fair. There I, shouldn't I, always I, be like a way for like the short white guy to get out of jail for free. Like you got dunked on. Deal with Brad, it, buddy. Brad, please don't turn off the podcast. Please, Brad. <laughs> just just hit 15 and keep going. Don't turn this off, Brad. This is not about you. This is a larger discussion. Don't feel like you're targeted. It's not mm. you, Brad. It's not your fault. I'm sorry. I get it's uh, not your fault. How many times am I going to make this rant this year, though? I, I feel like uh, this is just going to be deja vu. I feel like Friday. we should have this rant going, and then it's just Brad taking the five charges against <laughs> NC State. <laughs>
That's the best. We should we should honestly like if there's another game where there's where charges become a focal point, we should just clip this entire thing that I just mm-hmm. said and just mm-hmm. throw it in the podcast to see if anybody notices. Right? <laughs> no, I mean it, it honestly was the main conversation of the whole entire game. Like if you watch this game, you watch the broadcast of Jay Billis. That was the they were sitting in the corner. They were far away from the basketball. I don't think they could see that well. So all Jay was you know basically talking about was charges. How do we get rid of them? And all I could think about was Mark Titus. So well, thank it, you. Uh, I'm glad. I, I, I love that this is. Uh, this, I, this is, is this a brand is that quarter. I wear take well. it. Yeah. And especially because, as I said, I, just to bring it back full circle, I'm a charge guy. That's why yeah. I know it's bullshit. Like, yeah. I know I live the charge game. I, yeah. I was inside... I was inside the charge headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. I know their secrets. You are literally you are catch me if you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you have gone out, you have done it, you you have cashed your checks, you have showed yes. people how to take yes. these charges, and now you're on the other side working and you're like, I gotta stop these frauds. Look yeah. at these frauds. Yes. There's yes. so many frauds. There's so many frauds. I know because I was one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I created this, son. <laughs> That's it. That's oh my God! Uh, speaking of speaking of trends in college basketball, I had I had this other thought. Uh, so Kansas mm. goes zone late in the game. Yep. Did it work? Did it not work? I guess they won, so it worked. But you know, like it's it's funny how one shot changes everything. If if Terrence Shannon's shot goes down, then suddenly, as you said, we're ready to talk about Kansas maybe being frauds. <laughs> but I I just wanted to point out, like I with with all the advanced metrics in college basketball now, uh, and and by that I mean Ken Palm. Surely somebody is tracking. When a team that the Syracuse doesn't count, I'm talking teams that that go zone in a game. So like like mid game, they start out man and then they go to they come out of a timeout and they're running a zone, whatever. I I want the first shot on from the offense tracked on on what the shot is, and I would guess that 95 percent of the time it's a three. Yeah, jack three. Yeah, 95 <laughs> percent of the time a team goes zone. It's going to be a jack three the first shot, and mm-hmm. uh, that is wild how that happens every single time. But also, why Jim Beheim like kind of figured that out and was yeah. like make teams jack threes, I guess. I don't well, know. it's also I think five seconds of the shot clock every single time that it does happen is the the team on offense looking over at their coach like, what have they done? You know, yeah. like, what, like, what, like, what, what is this? And the craziest thing to me Are is you, you and I have joked about is like they've all seen the zone before. Usually it's like a very basic zone too, where the guys are like barely like putting their arms yeah. up and like don't want to be playing zone and. That's, and then all the that, all the guys on offense are looking at each other like I'm not getting the high post. Yeah, you get yeah, the high post. You're like yeah. I'm not the one. Like why would I get the high post? The yeah. high post guy no, doesn't get a jack three. They're just sitting there like this, yeah. and then when they catch the ball, they're like, ooh, 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 not this time. <laughs> <laughs> Swing it. <laughs> Back to me. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, yeah, and there's nothing there. And like you said, then Mac McClung shoots the three, bricks it, and that, you know what? You know. you know what? I think I just figured out the definition of a glue guy. Uh, <laughs> you want to you want to figure out the difference between an X factor and a glue guy? If a team goes two three zone out of a surprise two three zone, if the guy is will willingly run into the high post, he's a glue guy. He's a glue guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a glue guy. That, that, that's a glue guy move. X factors like X factors say hell no, nah, man. I'm gonna X factors like got hands up. He's just rocking back and forth. He's like I'm open. Give me the ball. Glue guy is like sure. I'll go to the high post and just swing the ball. And, and then when he catches it, gets screens. immediately caught in a double team, falls yeah. on the ground, jump ball, and we're like, all right, good play, Brad. And if he doesn't catch the, if you don't, if you don't throw it to him a few times, he doesn't know what else to do. So he just like sets ball screens, like a guy that catches the ball. He just sets. No, he grabs screen. his nuts and just stands there at the high post. <laughs> That's the test. If you want to know if your guy is a glue guy or uh, X factor, go through three zone and see what happens. And, uh, 
it is wild that every is... team is freaked out by a two-three zone, unless they're playing mm -hmm. Syracuse. Uh, every other team, when it yeah. happens at the game, they they lose their mind. They panic. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of working for Texas Tech. They were hitting some threes. Uh, Shannon Shannon looked good. McClung, uh, Mac McClung. I I love him. You 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 said off air you you had thoughts on him. I just think that, that he was are, a, are bit, you, a bit of a uh, liability on defense at the end of this game. Yeah, I, of course. Uh, that's a, that's of course yeah, he, he always I, is. look look PV PV and Shannon. Those are the two guys that I'm looking for when I look at Texas Tech and. And the trajectory of Texas Tech. Those two guys are stars. I think they're really good basketball players. I think that Max saved him in the first half, kept him in the game. He's important to the team, Titus, but he's definitely not their best player. He's, but he's, he's, a, he, he's okay, maybe their right, most important right, player. All right. But he's not I'll, their best player. I'll take I, I, that. I thought that he might be their best player. I well, think that's where it's coming from. It's like my, my expectations yeah. were a little bit high, a little bit different than reality. PV is probably their most talented player. Uh, yeah. oh, or God. Shannon, I don't know. L look yeah. at you. I don't look know. at you. you you've, you've just. I've become that guy. We're, we're doing uh, yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know who their best player is, but I. I no, think it's I, my 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 uh, instincts to defend Mac is that. Please defend him. I don't well, want to. I don't want to take like, shots at Riff Raff's cousin. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm okay with him not being considered the best player on the team. I suppose, but I it, it, my my fear is that people view Mac McClung as a meme or as. Mm like a, a punchline or he's a not, lot not better for than bad reasons, yeah. not for bad reasons, but just for like, it's funny almost that a guy like that is this good at basketball. And to that, I say like, it's, he's not good because he's may or may not be Riff Raff's cousin. And mm -hmm. that's why he's good for a guy who may or may not be, he's like legitimately a good basketball player, you know? Yeah. And, and also I want to bring up the point, like he somehow figured out a way to trash talk, to have swagger, uh, to be a short white guy in college mm -hmm. basketball, and I don't hate him. I don't know if the rest of the country does, but I don't. If they do, I don't feel like they're paying that much of a tip. Like maybe, maybe I'm missing something. I don't think he's really that hateable, is he? No, he's not hateable at all. I think he's very. likable. I, I think he's very likable he, against he, all he's odds. He's like, like the private, like when it, you but... play the private school team. He's like the one kid over there that's like super athletic and super nasty, and you're like. All right, I'll, I'll give it to him. I don't know. I where think he that's came what from. it is. I think it's the athleticism. I think it's because yeah. it, like he can he can actually. It's like play. Zach Wilson. Yeah. I think on BYU, like the quarterback. It's like a lot of people they want to hate him, but then when you watch him play, you're like, damn, this dude, he's running around like Kyler Murray. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this. I think can't that, hate on that. Can't I was. Hate on that. I, I think that's what's uh, what why people. Yeah, I don't, maybe this is a broader discussion we can save for later. <laughs> but just the the the. The, the guys that you hate, it's almost always white guys. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know mm -hmm. why that always seems to happen, but like whenever you do like name your most hated players, people yeah. are just always listening to white guys. And I think part of it is you all, those guys you think uh, aren't that good. And the only reason they're having success is because they're manipulating something somehow. Mm -hmm. Like Aaron Kraft mm -hmm. wasn't a good defender. He was hand checking everybody and just wasn't getting called for fouls. JJ Reddick wasn't a good basketball player, just a good shooter. You know, he was just a good, yeah, there's always a like a caveat. Yeah. And yeah. with Mac McClung, it's like, all right, that guy can play. Like, so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, I can't hate him. He's actually a great player, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that, that's I, what I, I, yeah, a hundred percent. That's what I would. That, that, that's why, yeah. like, but I think Brad Davison. That's why he has helped himself because if you watch enough, you see that Brad is a good basketball player. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. It isn't like literally a guy they're rolling out there just to take charges as much as we like joke and talk about it. Like he actually is fundamentally sound as a basketball player. Fundamentally sound. You know what I mean? That's what it, that's all you need. Fundamentals at the end of the day to play. And uh, Mac McClug has fundamentals and he's a little bit athletic, a little bouncy. And mm -hmm. uh, people don't hate that. People like that. It's flair. Let's take a break. Come back. Talk about Duke being back. Mm. Talk about uh, this this North Carolina Ohio State situation because we we have we have some administrative stuff to figure out like Pac twelve update stakes. Like the, the, mm. I, I don't like this. I don't. We got we got to solve that. Uh, let's take a break though. We'll come back and do all that. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor Nitsa. 
Now hear me out. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Folks, do you rent or own your home? Of course you do, and I bet it can be hard work. But you know what isn't hard work? You know what's very, very easy, Tate, is bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. Uh, you already know this. You all, you guys have seen the GEICO commercials. Uh, I, I like I the new GEICO ads that they're showing with the mm. uh, uh, the stuff wrong with the house and the clogging and the ants. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to write commercials for GEICO. How do yeah. we do that? Yeah. So I easy a caveman to- can do it. Yeah. That's... that's- <laughs> That's remember, the next wave. Remember what ABC the cavemen are writing yeah. jokes about Geico commercials. Yeah. Remember that's, when ABC made a show? Yeah, cavemen called cavemen. Yeah. Based yeah. on the cavemen, that's, how, that's how great. That's they how were. legendary America, it was. Yeah, like, I went to the ACC tournament in 2007, and they gave you masks of the cavemen to like hold up with your unbelievable. Team. Yeah, it was great unbelievable. Time. Geico, you're the best. Uh, it's a good thing. Where was I in the ad read? Doesn't matter. Just go to <laughs> Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It is Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we're also brought to you by Good Life Clothing. Good Life Clothing makes high-quality essentials for modern living, like their perfect-fitting T-shirts and sweats with comfort and versatility at the core. They provide a fresh twist on some of the style's greatest hits. All of their core products have been made right here in California at the same L.A. factory since they were founded six years ago. Core fabrics include their custom Supima, Tri-Blend, and Slub T-shirts and Micro-Terry sweats. I have one of the shirts on right now. Very comfortable, uh, very cozy. Some of the best clothing I've ever had, honestly. Thank you, Good Life. Good Life believes the quality and the fit of their essentials is unmatched. There's always free returns and free shipping on order $75 or more. Good Life, America's perfect t-shirt. Go to goodlifeclothing.com to take 20% off your entire order with promo code TITUS at checkout. Again, that's goodlifeclothing.com, promo code TITUS at checkout. Shout out Good Life for the promo code. Yeah, love that. Respect that. Back to the podcast. Let's quickly uh, get through some Duke thoughts, Tate. Is Duke back? <laughs> is Duke not back? The 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 Blue Devils, after the, the last time we saw them, they had their asses handed to them at home against Illinois. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski famously said, now is a good time to reassess. And he said, we are going to cancel <laughs> the rest of our non-conference season mm-hmm. in the interest of player safety, but we're also, at the same time, in a few days, going to get on a plane and fly 600 miles to play Notre Dame. Um and don't stop and think about the logic behind it. Just shut up and nod <laughs> along with me. Yes, yes. Tell me how great I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and and then he also followed up with those comments by saying, a lot of people are going to hate me for that, which is a genius move. Because if you call out the haters before they call you out, yeah. you disarm it, it's, them. They can't say it, it is the Eminem eight-mile Papa Doc uh, strategy. <laughs> you get ahead of the haters. You tell them what they're going to say. And then the haters look at you and go, wait a second. Damn, that's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> now, that's what I was going to say. But now I'm a loser if I say it because you, you already, you already yeah. said it. Wait a second. Anyway, Duke wins by 10 at Notre Dame. Uh, I've, I've seen a fair amount of Notre Dame early this season just because they Ohio State played them in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Then yep. uh, they they beat Kentucky 
in Lexington, and then now they're playing against Duke. Uh, so I would say this is not a this is not an insignificant win. Like this is certainly I know Notre Dame's not good. Like the, what was the stat? Notre Dame hasn't beaten a ranked team and. God, God since, knows since how Mike Bray took yeah, his shirt yeah. off and Maui, basically. <laughs> it's yeah, like kind of that. Exactly. So, you know, you could you could maybe make an argument that Notre Dame basketball isn't what it once was and whatever. But I, I think I think this was a decent enough win. I don't I don't know where it's going to show up on the column on Duke's NCAA tournament resume, whether it's going to be a good win bullet point. But uh anyway, I'll defer to you. You're the Duke expert. You know all you know more about Duke than anybody else. Uh <laughs> is Duke back, Tate? Uh, Duke is not done. I wouldn't say they're okay. back. They're not done. Uh, Duke is better than Kentucky. That's a takeaway. You told me not to do this. You told me not to take not to you know, points and, and yeah. make this work. But yeah. Duke is better than Kentucky. Uh, that is the big takeaway from this game. I think that's why Coach K wanted this stage to prove that, to make sure people know that, that we are at least better than Coach Calipari and whatever he's doing over there. Um, I got the starting lineup for Duke. Here's how, here's how they're going to win, Mark Titus. And here's how they're basically winning right now. It's Jonathan Goldwire, who is uh, the most true blue Duke guard they have on the team. We'll Jordan get down Goldwire. to dirt. Jordan, what did I call him? Jonathan? Jonathan yeah. yeah, Jordan Goldwire. I'll, I'll do that again. Sorry. That's a nice bit, though, that if you just like mispronounce Duke guys. But, but I, I, will, I will tell you who they are. I will tell you they're starting five. This is Coach K starting five. Jordan Goldwire, Goldwire is, uh, you know, he had nine points in this game, but he, he is duke basketball right he mm -hmm. goes out there he sets the culture he sets the tone of the team he's the kind of guy that would definitely be in slytherin if you're a harry potter fan mm -hmm. he walks in the building the sorting hat's like that guy's coming with us uh we need him jordan goldwire setting the tone and then they have two other guards jeremy roach who i just realized is an actual good basketball player uh <laughs> and i i was a little skeptical i wasn't quite sure he's from the dc area uh, Nolan Smith got him. Nolan Smith knows this area. It makes sense that he actually is very solid. He's going to be the starting guard. The other starting guard is going to be DJ Stewart, who is from mm -hmm. Chicago. Coach K's, you know, backyard, you know, that whole connection they have with each other. Those are the three guards they're going to have. And then they're going to have Breakfield. Uh, Jamin Breakfield, I guess is his name. I don't even remember what his first name is. I think it's Jamin. But it's Breakfield is going to be the four. And the five is going to be Matthew Hurt. That is going to be the starting five for Duke to win. Wendell Moore, get him out of here. He's going to be a transfer. Uh, I think uh, this is the... Re I'm just kind of breaking it down for you. That's going to be the starting five after I watch right. the Notre Dame game. They're going to... Wendell Moore's out. Joey Baker's out. Uh, Joey Baker is definitely out. He's yeah. out. He was, he's uh, out. And I, and I like uh, tape the kid they got from Columbia. He's out. He started. I know, but he's out. What? I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. Th this yeah. is this is the five that will start. Breakfield will start. Hurt will start. Uh, and those if, three guards I mentioned. So. What if this is all a test? What if K is letting his guys go home and he's saying come back whenever you want? And it's one of those deals where it's like the the practices are involuntary, quote unquote. But it's really like. He's just yeah. he's just got an eye on all of his team, and he's just going to pay attention to who comes back first. And the first five back get to be the starters. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea. R Wendell Moore should transfer to Richmond. Um, he's from Richmond, born in Richmond. Mm. He should go back there, play with the Wendell spiders. Moore. It, he, he's been. Uh, he has all the talent in the world. I, Coach K dude, has broken his confidence. He yeah, is, he's been he so bad out of the gate that like I almost don't even want to criticize because you almost wonder if something else is going on. Honestly, I, I'm not even I, kidding because like I'm, I'm saying that he needs to go somewhere else at this point or get another yeah. opportunity or or. Coach K is not going to play. I'm telling you, those five guys, that's going to be the five. Like, he's not in that group unless something significantly changes. That's crazy, right. man. Because he, he was probably, be. it was like him and Matthew Herbert and, and, yeah, I mean, and Goldwire. Yeah. Like, but it was basically Wendell Moore and Matthew Herbert were the two best yeah. players coming back this year. And he, yeah. he is, I mean, that is the mystery. We, we need a mystery on this show, the Wendell Moore mm -hmm. mystery. What the hell mm -hmm. happened? I'm not even kidding, man. Like, I, I, I feel like I would not be surprised in the slightest if it's something off court. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not, 
going to speculate as to what it could be, but uh, like guy, it could be a million different things when you're a kid that age, you know, who, who the hell knows? But uh, yeah, he, he's, he's been that bad where it's like, man, you're, you're almost rooting for him. Like it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like when do guys suck? It's almost funny sometimes, but then they suck too bad. And then I'm just like, man, this, God, this is tough. This is yeah, tough we're, to watch, so I mean, this is a guy that hit a game-winning shot against North Carolina not too long ago. Yeah. This is if you just Google Wendell Moore, uh, you'll see Coach K has tried to speak to him through the media. He's talked yeah. about how he needs him to be, you know, stepping up for this team. But what I'm saying is that time seems to have at least passed enough for Coach K to no. rely on Roach and those young guys to step up, which is I think that's why I said Duke's not done because they have the talent. I didn't know these young guys were as talented as they are. And uh, Roach is for real. I think Breakfield is a nice piece for <laughs> Look them. At you. Look and at Matthew you. Hurt. Matthew Hurt is Duke basketball, folks. Uh, get ready. Yeah, for but I don't think. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain my opinion. Like if Matthew Hurt is your best player, I don't think you're. He, he's very very good. Never forget Roy Williams. Uh, yeah. Thought so highly of Matthew Hurt. Flew to Minnesota. Flew to Minnesota. Polar vortex. Negative seventeen thousand degrees. Polar vortex. Yeah. Tate Frazier's getting. I think that was that was coronavirus ground zero. It was whatever the hell you got in Minneapolis when we were up there. I, I almost I, it was almost the end. My back, as you know, was at the, the lowest of lows, and also I got the flu. Uh, and when I took off at eight a.m. in the morning, uh, as the plane was getting de-iced, I, a tear just went down my face because <laughs> I was like, "Get me the hell out of Minnesota!" Dude, I'll, I'll never forget Matthew Hurt because of that though, because like we Tate and I had to go up to Minneapolis before the Final Four, like a month before, to shoot this promotional thing for the three on three thing we were doing. Yeah, and. Uh, we were there for the polar vortex when it was just like it's already <laughs> negative cold in Minneapolis, 30. but it was yes. like negative it was literally <laughs> negative 30s and, and i'll never forget that you pointed out to me that roy was in minnesota while we were there and he was yeah. recruiting this kid and i was like who's the kid and he's like oh he's good he's gonna be good and i think, I think <laughs> yeah. we got a shot at him <laughs> and he ends up going to duke no, and the best part about it is like when he went to Duke, it wasn't it wasn't far after that. I was like, yeah, I I don't want anybody from Minnesota at this point. I was like, yeah. he can go to Duke. That was that you know, Roy went up there in a polar vortex. That says That's still not enough. Yeah, for Matthew exactly, Hurts to go to Carolina. Exactly. Man. Like Oof. you, yeah, you wanted well, to go to Duke. More, all the time. Uh, here's the other question coming out of Duke. Uh, whether whether Duke's back, obviously, is the big one. But uh, is Jalen Johnson bad for Duke? Mm. Is Duke better without Jalen Johnson? Jalen Johnson was a flash in the pan uh, against Coppin State. It's given me very much Cole Anthony vibes, like like what happened last year, where he his first game he is the best version of himself. So we yeah. all go, oh man, that's uh, the guy, Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, Grimes. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. And I mean, I think Jalen Johnson has gotten himself. You know, I think he's going to declare for the draft <laughs> tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So I think he's done his job. He he has the tape. Uh, even well, if, even though I it was saw, against Coppin State, I he saw has the tape. Uh, Jeff Goodman was trying to argue that I don't not argue, but he, he made the point that that maybe the there is a little conspiracy at play here. Tate, maybe the foot isn't really that hurt, and maybe he showed scouts enough. Mm-hmm. Now we put it on the back burner. Duke is a better team without him because he's he throws the ball all over the gym, kind of kills the flow of the offense. Yeah. And and once but maybe they... K maybe K was like Jalen, we're better without you. Do you want to yeah. sit out? And Jalen was like, well. Kind of, honestly, preserve draft stock. I'll sit out. I don't know. It makes you think. Yeah. Yeah. Think. I mean, if he's healthy, he starts over break right or whatever his name is, yeah. you know, that I was talking about. But I mean, he is uh, like, I think he's good. I think he's set up uh, to succeed in the NBA next year, which is um, that's what we go to Duke for now. People forget. Uh, I mentioned Roy Williams earlier. And, yes. And the links he would go to. to <laughs> uh, can we talk about the links Roy Williams would go to to not lose by 25 points mm. against the Ohio State Buckeyes? Because. 
I I have tried to make sense of what the hell happened. I I have read every piece of information I get my hands on. Mm-hmm. It is not clear to me, Tate. Why are our alma maters not playing this year? Please explain this to me. Uh, the, the the statement I saw or the, the terminology I saw is that changing these games around, and if you missed this, folks, uh, Ohio State was supposed to play North Carolina in the CBS Sports Classic on Saturday, this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and Kentucky was going to play UCLA. Those four do their, it's like their version of the Champions Classic, kind of whatever, uh, and they s- circle around every year. Uh, and then news broke yesterday, I believe, that the matchups have been switched that Ohio state will now play UCLA. North Carolina will now play Kentucky. The reasoning given was that switching them will more closely align COVID-19 testing protocols Mm. between the competing programs and their respective conferences. And to that, I say, this is bullshit. This, this Mm. reads like another deal where if you just blame it on player safety or, or say, we're just looking out for the player safety, you can do literally anything and nobody can question it. What the hell? What, what happened? College basketball, if it were the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would be setting up for a civil war. And uh, <laughs> not to be too dramatic, but <laughs> not to be true, too dramatic about it. But they are they are splitting the lines between the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the SEC and the ACC. And uh, and I think this is this is the the only takeaway I could take from this. Like you said, you read all the crap. There were some rumors that UCLA didn't wanted to duck Kentucky, or that Kentucky wanted to duck UCLA. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever way you want to look at that, I was worried that somebody's Carol- ducking somebody. Somebody's ducking out. Somebody's because, getting ducked. Listen, you can't blame it on the protocols, <laughs> but then all be in the same gym and the same locker rooms and the same like coughing on the same balls. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the like what what they're saying is that Kentucky and Carolina will be out of the gym, obviously, by the next tip yeah, of, of the four fifteen game. Sure and they'll sanitize every square. And they'll never cross. They'll and, never cross paths. We and, saw this when we and were MLB in players aren't going to spit State. this season. And also, they're not going to be yeah. in the gym at the same same time. So yeah. you know that there is an argument to be uh, made yeah. there. But at the end of the day. I was worried that North Carolina was ducking because, like you mentioned, the 25-point you know loss last year in the Dean Dome, mm-hmm. something that I've tried to wipe mm-hmm. away from my memory, but it still Keep sticks going. in there. Keep going. <laughs> uh, and Roy Williams came on our show to preview you know, our Fox uh-huh. Sports College basketball preview. We asked him about this. He said, you know, he gave a little snicker, like, I'm not going to run up the score. But he was going to run up the score, Mark Titus. I, I, I reached out. Carolina wanted Ohio State. They were not the duckers. They are actually upset about having mm. to play. Not upset, but Which they are exactly like, what they would say uh no what you know what, what sh- you, no. i i was down to admit the ducking you know what i mean i'm like, I'm like let's duck let's get out let's get out of here and duck and they're like no this is not a ducking no. we wanted to play ohio state we match up well with them we have the bigs kentucky is a you know i, I think i can't remember the right term they use but basically saying they're a wild card would probably be the the easiest way to describe mm-hmm. what they said which is we don't even know what what version of these kids we're going to see uh so it wasn't carolina ducking it wasn't Ohio State ducking because uh, Chris Holtman. It certainly wasn't Williams. Ohio State. Ohio yeah, State it wasn't, was not it scared wasn't, of It wasn't Chris Holtman. No. No. Uh, so I think it's Calipari. And Calipari, he's got his own conspiracies going on. He, he mentioned uh, that he was upset that he drove six hours on a bus to Atlanta to play mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. That was the reason they lost that game. So they're flying to Cleveland. Uh, he put that out to the world. There's a lot of back and forth about how he didn't know how far Lexington was to Atlanta. You can take that for whatever it is. It's a diversion. You and I have talked about that. But, uh, you know, when you look at Coach Calipari, he's the one that stinks of ducking. Would, he's the one. He, because... he looks like he's ducking. And I don't know if he's ducking UCLA because he wants that job in four years. Ooh. Uh, I, I don't know what he's ducking, but he's ducking something. And uh, Kentucky's ducking. Ooh, John Calipari. Kentucky. 
after his his second life, he's going after his lifetime mm. contract expires. He was he he, he was thinking about uh, going Larry Brown. I would and, agree and with you. If, UCLA. if, yeah. if the, the most likely ducking going on, if there is duck, if there is indeed ducking, <laughs> <laughs> we is, have not confirmed. We cannot confirm or nor deny if ducking is happening. But if it yeah. is happening, um, it's happening. It's probably John Calipari because I also believe Tate. This might mm. be a semi hot take. I believe UCLA is the best team in this event. I still Ooh. believe in UCLA, and that's why I'm upset that Ohio State now has to play UCLA because. I believe in both of these teams. I believe in Ohio State. I believe in UCLA. Uh, Ohio State is not going to have EJ Liddell, who is the leading rebounder, leading scorer for the team. We just lost to Purdue. People were chirping at me uh, as mm. though, number one, I didn't watch the game because I knew we were going to lose, so it doesn't count. Okay. That's, that's, not true. That, that's fair. It doesn't count. It's not yeah. true. I, I, oh. watched the, I watched the whole game. But, well, uh, never mind. But I didn't watch it. <laughs> Uh, but EJ Liddell, so uh, what we lost by like seven or eight or whatever it was. EJ Liddell averages 15 and a half points. State. So if we have his 15 and a half points, we win by seven or eight. Do the mm. math, folks. Mm. <laughs> Do the math. Duh. Mm. Uh, so I'm upset because one of these teams, Ohio State or, or UCLA, I, I think they're both good enough ish. Like they're both, I believe in both of them, but they're both not like, like they're UCLA is unranked. Ohio State's in the twenties, whatever. Whoever loses this game is going to be tagged with the fraud label. <laughs> and it's probably going to be Ohio State because yeah. uh, I think UCLA is very good. I think UCLA loses at, at San Diego State. It was a true road game to start the season. Didn't have two starters in that. Didn't game. have two starters. Also, yeah. uh, like all the the nonsense going on in California with practicing, not practicing. Like we talked about that in the in all the offseason stuff. Like I don't know how much that matters, but at the same time, like it matters. Th- this is the yeah. one year I'm willing to listen to excuses. Like this is mm-hmm. the one year. I will I will listen to that stuff. Then they go to three overtimes with Pepperdine, and you know we've been doing all we can on this program to tell people Pepperdine's not bad. Pepperdine is a good mm-hmm. basketball team, have very good players. Um, but I think most of the country sees that as like, oh my god, UCLA loses to San Diego State, almost loses to Pepperdine. Is this team even good? And I yeah. think they are. They just beat Marquette their last game. Marquette is has two top ten wins already. Mm-hmm. Um, Only team in the country. I think I think UCLA is a very good basketball team, and I'm worried about Ohio State playing them. And uh, and I think that that makes a lot of sense that John Calipari knew this too, because John Calipari. I mean, this would be two years in a row where John Calipari is going to lose in the CBS Sports Classic and then say in the press conference, "We just played the best team <laughs> in the country." Absolutely. <laughs> which, which is what he's going to do, because I think UCLA was going to smoke Kentucky if they played each other. Yeah, and I think he was trying to avoid that because that's a big PR hit, especially when you think about, you know, who he's trying to recruit. That's a game that Drake watches. Drake sees UCLA win and he's like, wait a second. A brand new Jordan brand UCLA, yeah, by the way. He's like, wait a second, yeah. am I am I a UCLA fan now? Coach Cow did not want to risk that. Uh I, I like what you're saying about UCLA being the best team. I am an avid Chris Smith fan, national player of the year. Uh, you know, nominee in my mind. I think North Carolina <laughs> not, is not the just best. a nominee. Yeah, how, just how many nominees. nominees are on that list, by the way? Uh, Two hundred and fifty, yeah, right. and then I can and then I can shuffle them in. Uh, Jalen Johnson's on that list. Uh, I I uh, I think North Carolina is the best team in this in this oh. event, and I, and I say that uh, with confidence, and I say that because it, and, and it's not because they may win the games, but they have the best team. Uh, it hasn't all come together yet. They they have the pieces. They like to it. they like to give teams a fifteen point lead, twenty point lead to start games, and then they start playing, which is you know not ideal. But they have the depth. Um, I, I think that I think UCLA is the second best team. I think Ohio State's the third best team. I think Kentucky is the fourth best team. And I don't think that's ever been the case in the CBS Sports Classic, um, ever, ever. Kentucky's the fourth best team. They're the yeah. fourth best team. Yeah. 
And I think um, Cal knows that. And they're probably going to beat North Carolina because I'm saying all this. Yeah, and, and I, I wouldn't be surprised because I was that is say a, that. it's a rivalry game. But I do, I do like North Carolina's team this year. I will say that. I will say that on the record. I don't like the Garrison Brooks hype. I never liked any of that crap. But we all knew, if you knew, that it was all BS. And you haven't heard much of it since, since it came out at the start of the year. This is a real North Carolina team. Dayron Sharp, R.J. Davis, I, Leaky uh, Black. I like those guys. I cheer for content, as you know, more than anything else. Yeah, so Kentucky's going to win this game. That is the most important thing to me. Yeah. And you, a confident Tate Frazier. Tate Frazier being confident yeah. in the Tar Heels is yeah. setting up for fantastic content. So I can yeah. get behind this. I, I will support your your claim that North Carolina is the best team in this event because they are. that is just... I, look, they may not win Setting the, the table event. for some They may not stuff. win the event, but they are the best team. That That is the caveat. They may not um, win the game, but they are the best here's team. Here's another ducking conspiracy I want to throw your way. Uh, mm -hmm. I just saw that... Uh, Duke and North Carolina, and I forget what probably NC State. Uh, the the research rhombus probably. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw that there's a steroid scandal. There's a drug trafficking scandal involving cocaine and various other drugs, including steroids. Um, at these schools, mm -hmm. you saw this, I assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is this a diversion? <laughs> is Roy Williams? Is, are are the North Carolina basketball players doing steroids? And Roy Williams, uh, since that story coming, tried to shuffle it around. Mm. Shuffle around. So now we're talking about the CBS no. sport. Is he ducking Ohio State instead of talking about the steroid ring going on in the research rhombus? No, because uh, everyone knows. Okay, all right. Everyone, all everyone knows where the steroid ring is happening. It's happening at NC State. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's allegedly. Um, but no, I mean, that's uh, that story is insane. It's also, uh, you know, it's it's the the implicated parties. I don't know any of them, but just seeing the headline, waking up to that headline and being tagged in half the post on Instagram, I'm like, wait yeah, a second, yeah. what's happening here? <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, Roy, Roy's keeping his hands clean. You know what I mean? You know what the Godfathers do? You know what I mean? This is all this yeah. is all low level stuff. This is uh, who knows? Who knows what's happening uh, with all those people? My God, what a world. Um, I'm I'm so upset that they moved the the CBS Sports Classic to Cleveland. Also, Ohio State could lose now to UCLA to Mick Cronin. All the all the Mick Cronin stuff I've said throughout the last. Two Will years, you turn on Mick Cronin if he like if they win like a kind of sk a skizzy game where he's like being in the rest faces and you know you guys lose by one point? And it's yeah, some yeah. If Mick Cronin, because yeah. I I definitely do that Tate. Like yeah. I I love teams and players and what it like the same like, i said it to brad davison when he was on our show like I, I i'll cheer for you dude the second you play ohio state you pull that bullshit against the buckeyes you're dead to me like that's how i am. uh the same thing even with like indiana indiana is a team i grew up loving i love the hoosiers i text my dad and brother about the hoosiers all the time the moment that indiana plays ohio state in any sport i hope we beat indiana by a million mm -hmm. that's just how um i operate and i'm scared about that too that's another reason i'm pissed off about this matchup is because i'm sure mick cronin is going to do something mm -hmm. I'm sure Chris Smith is going. I, Jake Kyman's going to come in and hit seven threes, yeah. and I'm going to have to hate the yeah. kid. I don't want to hate. I like the that. They, I, I don't like to hate that Jake Kyman is like a water boy type moment with you. He sees you out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're all the Ohio State players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Jake Kyman. I I really do. So uh, how how uh, how are we going to settle the Pac-12 debate? Oh then? yeah, because that was the other thing. It's like the winner of Ohio State Carolina was I going think to do the. Was you know that was going to be the Pac-12 debate. So the winner this year, right? So I think if, are we doing think, the winner? Or I think it should be. I think it should be the winner, right? Because you want to do it. it I kind of do want to do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think if Ohio State wins, then you get it, and if UCLA wins, then I get it. I, yeah, I, I think UCLA. I think UCLA should just be. I, I represent UCLA. For, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just keep it the same. All right, that's fair because I think it. I think it will probably be the line will probably be 
even ish. Yeah, I would guess one and a I don't half. Know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't expect it to be that big of a, a a spread. So this seems like a fair fair way to do it. Yeah, Let's and it's it it's fair because like UCLA, as you know, that it's our it's our West Coast family, West yeah. Coast team, whatever whatever you know. want to call it. We, we've my, been in the Poly Club, you know. We know many UCLA. West Coast teams I have. Yeah, yeah. 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 LMU also. Shout out LMU. Teams. Shout out to shout out to Pepper. Fear the roar is that the hashtag? Yeah. Fear the roar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear, yeah. yeah. Fear the lions. Yeah, we're huge fans, as you can tell. Love those schools. Oh uh, man! Uh, all right, enough of that. Let's uh, let's talk to Andy Katz. Let's get some tier talk. So uh, I th- I think this is going to turn into a segment on the show. Uh, yeah. I-, I hope people like this. I certainly enjoy talking to Andy. Give a give a different perspective. He um, he's he's in the weeds. He's talking to these players, these coaches, uh, sorting it all out, um, interviewing everyone, interviewing you know, everyone. He's you know, locked and, in, and, and it's nice to get a, a guy who I, I I like hearing opinions from people that I know probably watch more than I do because it, it feels mm. like I watch a ton of college basketball and a lot of my dipshit friends want to talk to me about it and I'm like, dude, I don't want to hear your thoughts. You watch you watch one game last week. Shut up. Mm-hmm. But Andy is not that. Andy watches a lot, so we'll have him on. And uh, anyway, here it is this week: us breaking down Andy Cat's tears quick break to get a word from our sponsor Dell. This is your last chance to give a great holiday gift, but time is ticking. Luckily for you, Dell has amazing savings on XPS and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors. There are also deals on an incredible selection of the best electronic brands like Samsung, all with free shipping on everything. If you get moving today, you can get great gifts under the tree in time. Just call 800 by Dell. That's 800 by Dell. All right, joining us again this week since it went so well last week. We're going to turn this into a recurring thing, I think. Mm. We, we love tear talk so much. Yes, we Tate, do. And yeah. uh, nobody talks tears better than Andy Katz. He's, he's joining us once again with his tears for this week. At the top, Andy, I'm, I'm going to set the stage a little bit for the for the listeners that maybe aren't uh, in tune with your tears. And, and if they if they want to get in tune, they can go find these on the internet um, at, at foxsports.com. But at the top, you have kind of the, the not a lot of surprises. Your tier one best teams, Gonzaga, Baylor, Iowa, Michigan State, Villanova, West Virginia. I don't, I mean, West Virginia, I'll give it you, to you. You blew sh- right through that, by the way. Yeah. As if yeah, that's I'll, not I'll, a surprise. It's a little bit of a surprise, but after what they did against Richmond, I mean, they did look like one of the six best teams of the country. So I'll give you that. But I, the, I, the reason I'm blowing through it is because, like, I, I don't think we need to belabor, like, yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor and Iowa, they seem to be better than everybody else. Let's get what I'm more interested in is tier two, which you have basically every other team in the country, Andy. Yeah, rising. <laughs> <laughs> Your your rising up tier is every other team in the country. Walk the people through this, how you see this, how how you arrived at putting every team basically uh in the country here. All right. Well, it's not that many. It's about what eight. Um yeah. all right. First of all, as we are talking taping, uh, this is post Kansas, Texas Tech, but yep. pre-Kansas, Texas Tech. Um, I thought it was fair game not to have Kansas in that top tier. We could maybe argue that they're right on the cusp of tier one after winning in Lubbock. Although once again, late possession game, great road win. Uh, but remember their Creighton home win that happened right before Creighton lost at home to Marquette was a last possession win. Marcus Zagorowski missed a free throw. Otherwise that game goes in overtime and maybe Creighton wins at Fog Allen. So Kansas is still in that second tier to me rising up still, you know, they're, they're, they're right on that edge. Um, I had them further down in the rising group, but now I probably would move them up. Tennessee is a team that was on pause for quite a while, came back, 
and has obliterated the competition, what little they've had so far, but they did play Colorado out of the Pac-12. Uh, and, and I think it's deserving. We all thought Tennessee would be maybe the best team in the SEC. Uh, so they just were out of, our, out of sight, out of mind, because they didn't play the first two weeks. But right behind them is the team that I think is playing the best basketball in the SEC with Tennessee. So if Tennessee's 1A, then Missouri is 1B. And we saw their experience really shine in the bragging rights game against Illinois. Um, this is a team that I think outside of Columbia is a surprise inside. No. And Conzo Martin has really crafted this group and built for this moment. They're not getting one and dones for the most part. I know they've had, um, with the, uh, with Porter. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, Michael Porter, uh, Jr. And John T. Porter, but for the most part, they're not getting that kind of player. Uh, so they're building, trying to get old and stay old. That's a Mike Bray line. And so they're right there. Two teams in the SEC. I agree with you. I, I like Missouri. Uh, I think Missouri belongs in this tier, Andy. But uh, just to play devil's advocate, are we sure this isn't uh, just personal bias shining through? Uh, where number one, you were very high on Illinois, and I noticed instead of you know when Illinois loses to Missouri, instead of dropping Illinois, you seem to have the opinion: No, Illinois is very good. Missouri just happens to be a little better. Also, we should point out, Andy, you were the one who flipped the coin yes. for the bragging rights game. And <laughs> Tate and I are definitely guilty of this, where we go to Maui, uh, we go to the Maui Invitational, and who, like we pretend like whatever happens there is the most important thing, yes. and like all yes. these teams are better than everyone else <laughs> in the country and all that. Are we sure that's not going on here, Andy, that you flipped the coin so you felt like a personal connection to these schools, mm -hmm. and you're like, we have to push both of these to the moon? Well, there, let me just tell you guys, there was a lot of pressure. Um, that was a request made by both schools. You know, I felt a little pressure because of my tie, obviously with Fox and the big 10, uh, because what I later learned was however, I flipped the coin actually also determined who, who was going to broadcast the game. I didn't oh, know wow. that at the time. So had <laughs> Illinois won, it goes either on Fox or big 10. If Missouri wins, wow. which they did. It was on my former employer, ESPN or SEC Network. And I was getting a lot of flack because in the two days prior to this game last week, this game was originally slated for the SEC alternate. Okay. I don't know if I have that. I don't know if you guys have that. A lot of Illinois fans were all over me saying, what the heck is that thing? Um, how do I get it? And then in the 11th hour, the game got moved to ESPNU. So obviously mm. that was a little bit of a save for me. Um, but look, I think Illinois, um, you know, outside of the Baylor game, cause that Missouri game came down to the wire outside of the Baylor game, you know, Illinois has been consistently one of the better teams in the country. So I'm okay with that. Uh, and then, you know, if you want to just go a little deeper, Wisconsin loses to Marquette toward the, uh, well, with the last possession, the tap in by Justin Lewis dominated Rhode Island in a replacement game. They're still really good and much better offensively, but we've got to wait and see. Florida State, buzzer beat over Indiana with Scotty Barnes. Texas, their only loss. Mm. You saw Texas. I know you're on Yeah, we, we love uh, Texas. Yeah. Was at home to Villanova, a tier one loss. Uh, and then the other two that I think would be, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in a little pushback here. San Diego State. Yes. Destroyed Arizona State, which now doesn't look as good because UTEP won there too, but did beat UCLA. I know it depleted mm -hmm. UCLA at the time in the opener. Still, I'm high on the Aztecs. And then Rutgers. Rutgers with the home win over Syracuse, the road win at Maryland. When Geo Baker came back, I know Maryland's rebuilding. Still, Rutgers has the look of a team that certainly can be in this match.
Mm -hmm. And it is basically, you know, based on Jimmy V week, Titus and I, we say Rutgers basketball a million times over and over. So we're riding the wave of Rutgers basketball, the whole brand recognition. Like you said, Geo Baker is back there. And Titus and I also talk about San Diego State still being undefeated, quote unquote, just riding the high from last year. So they're the second best team on the West Coast, Andy. So we'll we'll continue to say that. We don't know how good they are, but they're they're the the second best team on the West Coast. The worry with San Diego State is is their schedule is awful for it's not their fault like especially yeah. in in covid times and things getting but they like i was i was looking ahead at their schedule of games i need to watch like they play i think they go to same friday so most BYU. Of people listen to this today they have byu uh and then i think next they're at st mary's and then after that i mean the mountain west is really bad this year mm-hmm. and um i'm sure you know it's conference play they'll slip up at some point well, boise boise state's but, probably the one team that could challenge them uh yeah but, yeah but they legitimately could run the table Mm. they could yeah that's what i'm saying which is good but like it's almost the, the bad part is if they don't it's almost like they're gonna it's like they're gonna be a one seed or a six seed in the tournament and there's nothing in between because if they lose one game it's just mm-hmm. you know we, we all we all bail on that but uh yeah san diego state certainly there, there's a lot to love there what else Tate? what else is there I, I i think that covers the tears i mean we hit we yep. hit them all texas i feel like is being disrespected you're saying texas is. we need the real matt coleman to come back matt coleman's been struggling yeah. we need him to come back to yeah. full form and then they'll be better. where where yeah. do you feel on where, where do you fall on the badgers it, it's uh, wisconsin is going to be the I, I think what they've shown us so far is what we expected andy like they the, the ceiling is not super high but they are still good they're still to be reckoned with. I mean, to, to me, I, I think this is going to be like a stereotypical Wisconsin season, though. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten. I think they're going to finish in the top three or four or whatever. They're going to make a sweet 16, maybe Elite Eight, and that'll be that. Um, but yeah, I, I think certainly I'm looking at your rankings. Like that, that, that seems appropriate to me. What you kind of have them as like the 10th best ish somewhere in there. Yeah, like that. I, I don't think they're like one of the, the four best teams in the country, though. All so, right. So then no. here's the other question I have a very tiny tier three this week. Mm-hmm. And I got two schools that are on pause. I'm very curious what you guys think of Houston and Virginia. I saw Virginia in person against uh, Towson. Not a very good team. They had 15 threes, crushed them against San Francisco. Decent team of the WCC. They only had three. Uh, They didn't get a chance to play Michigan State. Now they add a game against Gonzaga, which -hmm. will be really a great barometer for them. So I don't know yet how good they are. Houston, their best one is Texas Tech. And then they're on pause. So we got to wait and see with them. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Houston, uh, Titus and I agree on Houston being legitimate this year. I think we, we're we all back in on Kelvin Sampson and that squad, and we, and we like them. But like you said, we haven't seen them. And then I think I saw That's today, the hard part. Yeah, yeah I saw today the, the whole team, I think, had tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, by it, the way, I, I need to know the context of that. I didn't know yeah. if that was, I didn't know if they were saying that was a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, on exactly. the one side, That's the, I've actually yeah. heard people say, oh, everyone's had it. Now we don't have to worry about it for the rest of the season. You know, obviously, no one wants to get COVID. So we have no idea what happens five, 10 years from now. So it was kind of a weird, I didn't know if that yeah. was a good or a bad thing that they were announcing that. Yeah, same. The, the same thing happened when, like, the whole Clemson football team basically seemed to get it in the offseason. People were like, oh, that's great. That means they'll be good. Right, LSU. Like, Is same it thing. great? Yeah. LSU I don't football. think that's great. I don't think, Andy, I think, I think this could be your corner, though, of uh, I like the idea of you ranking the teams that are on pause because, uh, that that could be like something where because because what's, what's happening is those fan bases kind of check out you know like their team goes on pause they're like well I guess I don't have to watch college basketball for two weeks or whatever but having a guy like you say here are my power rankings of all the teams that aren't <laughs> yeah. playing here's how they're handling the it situation gives the fans, yeah yeah you're like Houston still a top team and Houston fans are like all right I'll read that content like I guess we're <laughs> I gotta give you the two before we get out of here that are really befuddling well one 
Temple's been on pause forever, and they're going to finally play next mm-hmm. week. The one that is just absolutely crazy is DePaul, because DePaul has actually, from what I understand, they've had seven pauses since we began all this back, I think, in the summer. Six practices. Every time they get started, they got to pause. Get started, they got to pause. And they've got to make up, I think, five Big East games. Um, they may be playing every day in January and February to, to make it up. And, hey, if they get 20 games, great. But uh, somehow Loyola, Chicago, Northwestern, they figure it out. In the in UIC, they're playing in Chicago. I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, you know, that DePaul just can't, cannot stay healthy. Mm. I see the future. And in the future, Dick Vitale is yelling at us that DePaul belongs to the tournament because they're six and one. <laughs> and he's like, I know they haven't played enough I games. I love Dave Leto, baby. But what I saw in those seven games, put him in. It's not fair to the kids. <laughs> His name is Andy Katz. You can follow him on Twitter at, at the Andy Katz. He, he's a he's a little little pretentious. Andy. You know why? Because someone it? took Andy Katz. <laughs> <laughs> he is not the Andy Katz. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Follow his tears. We enjoy doing this. Uh, come back next week, Andy. We'll, do, we'll break down some more. Thanks, tears. Andy. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you to Andy Katz for joining us, Tate. Uh, I, I know you caught it, but I just want to point it out to our audience that Andy Katz basically admitted to costing Fox Sports a lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah. with his coin flip. Like he had an opportunity yeah. to make his company more money and he's not a company man. And that that doesn't sit, as, as two guys who are company men, that doesn't mm. sit well with mm. us. Yeah, we would have taken or at least fielded some bribes to make sure that we got Fox. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, the fact that he went in there cold and just said, you know, ho-hum, we'll see what happens. I hope uh, I hope this works out for our guys. Yeah, that, that was a very good guy move. We are bad guys, as you may know. Dude. And we, we would have fielded some offers. We, we would have done our due diligence. We would have gone on the field and had an idea how to get that coin flip for Fox. I mean, come I'm on. I'm so jealous, man. I want I, I wanted to do that. Yeah, for SEC alternate. You know what I mean? That's what it ended up. Like, let us. How, how do we get to do something like that? How do we get a flip? <laughs> I think that we just nullified our chances by saying that we are willing to take bribes. We're <laughs> on our coin toss. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do the coin toss. They hand us the coin to flip, and we just put it in our pocket. Yeah. We're like, all right, so where's the coin to flip? And they keep handing us, yeah, just over and over. Another one, another one. <laughs> Please, a dollar seventy-five. You dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, well, we we need a. I, I I'm I I think the problem is I'm coming off a little too desperate. Like I need I want to I want a new bit. I want a new uh, hook. <laughs> you know I tried the coaching thing. Chicago State keeps shut me down we tried the peyton watson came on made his commitment i thought like we we were gaining some steam there sky clark came on and then he didn't want to commit on our show yeah. i hated that like yeah. i thought we had something there i thought we were gonna be the five-star show i don't know man maybe we can be the coin flip show i don't there's got to be something we can do mm-hmm. that uh mm-hmm. but but again maybe we're too desperate maybe you no, just have to like no let it we're the backdropping show and we do it at the final four and uh eventually people will be That's like true. those are the guys that give me money like Devonte Kaycock. That's a good point. Devonte Kaycock is on the Lakers playing in the preseason, and people. Jay Sean Tate is. Yeah, Jay Sean yeah. Tate. Same thing. Like we yeah. paid these people on we'll national television. We yeah. were the first people to ever pay these players. They have never been paid before. That's true. As everyone knows, we took them on national television. We paid them for the first time. And that's a great point. Now, that is our now point. they're getting I just paid. forgot. Yeah, you we got just didn't lost. Do You're it. getting lost. We did, well, we didn't do it in March, so it's been a while. So, like, yeah. I forgot what the brand was. That's, the brand is we are the brand. first people to pay you publicly hey, on TV. Uh, speaking of players getting paid, can we talk a little bit about the uh, Supreme Court? Yes. Um, is now going to hear. This is good news this, for us. This NCA appeal. Um, 
but this is to to clear my understanding, and and I always say my understanding because like I I that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. just be a moron. But my understanding is that they are hearing the NCAA's appeal, so they are saying, uh, you know, the, the name, image, likeness legislation. This stuff is passing through the courts. These these decisions are passing through the courts that players should be able to profit off their own likeness. The NCAA is trying to say, not so fast. We should. Uh, talk this out, everybody. Everybody, just calm down. Put the gun, put the gun down. Let's talk it out. Um, and the Supreme Court is now saying, okay, yeah, let's talk it out. So this, to me, I read this more as like a win for the NCAA, even though, you know, the case hasn't happened. They have to, but the fact that they're hearing it is they're basically saying we're we now want to hear the NCAA's case, right? Is that correct or no? Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, it's I I would say that is what I you said your understanding. That's basically my understanding at this point. Yeah. And uh, I think the more that we flesh this out, the the conversation, you know, it, it's as broad strokes as like, you know, I saw in Bill's podcast, you know, Barack President Obama goes on there and he's talking about college athletes getting paid, and he does the the classic like, you know, why why can't the booster that owns the car dealership did he just pay the kid? Yeah. <laughs> You're like. Well, yeah, yeah. I did, mean, Sam did Gilbert. he stick around? Yeah. Did, did, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Did Obama stick around for NBA over unders? Did he? Did he think the Cavs are going to hit the over unders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like paces, <laughs> thirty-one and a half. <laughs> no, but I mean that's that's where we are in this conversation, right? It's so yeah. it, it feels so layman's Mainst- terms yeah it's yeah, like mainstream it's, it's yeah. you can't get any more mainstream than the supreme court here which is uh that that's really my takeaway like we we beat it into the ground we talked about name image like this i mean this has been going mm. on since 2014 like that yeah. was the case it was uh the west virginia running back filed a class action lawsuit and this is still it's making its way yeah. through the courts it's now. all about player money it's all about caps and like antitrust laws and you know i mean that's that's the whole conversation i i wanted to bring it up the 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 reason i wanted to talk about it a little bit is just the 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 fact that it's gone so mainstream is wild to me that the fact that the the two worlds like the supreme court especially with like all the the stuff that's been happening and the appointments of of new justices and also like obviously ruth bader ginsburg passes away and she kind of got the 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 me what what I'm gonna say is like the Supreme Court has been memed a lot mm-hmm. in my eyes mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. two years or whatever it is. It's just like uh, you know, like it, it, that's the only way I could put it. It's been yeah. memed, yeah. And at the yeah. same time, you and I have memed the the name, image, likeness, all this NCA stuff, which is the FBI stuff was a little different, but it's the same sort of root problem as guys aren't getting paid and guys are dropping bags to circumvent that, and so the FBI got all of that. We've memed to death, and the fact that these two giant meme worlds are colliding is just like, I, 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 it's just funny to me. Like I can't even like comprehend like what's going to happen with this case. I can just, I, all I do, my mind immediately went to like Jeff D'Angelo and Brett Kavanaugh smashing yeah. beers together in Vegas. <laughs> like that's, yeah. Cause that's what this is to be. It's just like, it's, it's meme level. It's just like ultra meme level is all it is. So yeah. Yeah. I anyway. mean, it, it, the, the way that this finally ends is that Sarah Fuller gets paid what she deserves and gets like a million dollar <laughs> deal because like she can't get paid right now. I haven't heard that's anyone true. say that. Like Sarah Dude, Fuller is, right now that is, is like Galaxy it, Braid take. That is, is like yeah, that's that's get her paid. Every every blue check mark is retweeting that tweet if you fire that off <laughs> yeah. right now, dude. That I'm is, just that saying is, she has value in the marketplace and she is getting paid nothing. And that is fifty five thousand retweets, one hundred twenty seven thousand yeah. likes, and zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs>
<laughs> and like 700 i hope she sees this bro in yeah the yeah yeah and i'm like i'm just pointing out she could be making money right now yeah yeah um know. yeah so <laughs> everyone just moves on yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay no, that's true um no it'd be funny if she did like not funny but also kind of funny if if sarah fuller just like quit all sports and just profited like right now yeah she's made like yeah. a ton of money I mean, she's made like five million dollars straight up like right now just go sign with adidas right now i think that would be the final shoe. straw i think yeah. that like i i think like the even the vanderbilt people that were very supportive of her would just like lose their mind. all the vanderbilt football players <laughs> but what the hell hold on i was with this until that what she's getting paid we're not, yeah um anyway yeah she should be able to do it. it yeah yeah do it sarah she should be able to that's yeah is it, that's isn't that the I'm american saying. dream though that's like that saying. is that is the american dream is that you're like we you're playing goalie on a soccer team you get called up you get your moment your 15 minutes and you squeeze every dime out of it that you can that's the yeah. american dream yeah how much is it what is the price on inspiration you tell me uh because right. pay sarah that price write it out write right. the check cut the check pay mm. these kids mm. Mm pay the kids um <laughs> the other the other uh little story i wanted to hit real quick before we get to shout outs closeouts uh the NCAA ruled that transfers for this year are immediately eligible all of them um every pending case basically mm. except uh, i saw lorenzo romar i think was complaining that division two to division one guys still aren't eligible yeah but division yeah, one to division one guys, d1 to d1 guys yeah yeah they, they just did a blanket thing that said all of you guys are free go for it we, we, we're done we're done looking over all these cases basically mm -hmm. we're done with it which it's, is it's almost the holidays we, yeah. we want to get to our families we're yeah. sick of looking through yeah. this paper we're i'm tired all... of you guys filing things with me <laughs> yeah. i don't care just let them play alex o'connell yeah. uh former duke yeah. transfer can now play for creighton that's probably one of the biggest names that mm -hmm. i that i thought of when this this news came out olivier sar is one of those guys that you thought would be in this situation he obviously got cleared a few months back a couple mm -hmm. months back for Kentucky, but uh, yeah, this is this is good news. And then Gonzaga has a guy that's like a five star kid that they're adding. Yeah, from Ben high Greg. School. Yeah, Ben Greg yeah. had it from high school. I I didn't I didn't even think about this until uh, until this news broke. But I I imagine this is going to be happening more with teams across the country that uh, high school. Um, as high schools are are closed down or they're not playing high school basketball in certain states. Uh, guys can graduate early and then just join their college teams. And especially this year when this is basically a free year in terms of eligibility. Mm -hmm. So Ben Gray can go to Gonzaga, whether he contributes or not, it doesn't really matter if he comes in and plays like he can just sit on the bench and maybe he comes in and, and he's great. Maybe he's not, whatever. Still got four years. There's no yeah. risk. He'll still have four years after the end of the year. It's good for Gonzaga, man. Like it's, it's good to see something positive go their way. And they, they finally, they were depleted, man. They, they have no talent. The cupboard is bare. It's good to bring in a five-star <laughs> Mm. I mean, my God, my God. Yeah. They have it, to win the national title now. Right? I mean, I, I literally have think to. it's just a scout team addition. That's all yeah. he is. You know, you bring him there to have a guy that you can run in scout team and say, this is so-and-so. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody on that team is happier than the walk-ons who mm. are like, dude, we get a, <laughs> we get a ride, we get a free ride to a national championship. And now yeah. we don't even have to practice really. Like whoever that walk-on was that had to get in practice and play against those guys. He's yeah. like tight dude i don't have to do anything ben greg can jump into my spot <laughs> yeah it's tight i don't want to be jared great. butler yeah <laughs> oh man all right shout outs close outs let's wrap this thing up uh shout out to kobe white um i love kobe white he is my favorite point guard uh he had 27 points in 28 minutes for the chicago bulls i know it's preseason i don't want to get too hype but mm -hmm. the chicago bulls are becoming i mean it, it's getting in territory of like my 90s bulls days where i'm just like I love the Bulls. Pat Williams, Patrick Williams from FSU. Uh, he's amazing from Charlotte, North Carolina. Kobe White, like I said. Laurie Markinen, 
I am a sucker for Laurie Markkinen. Anytime he does anything uh, of note, I'm all in. Zach Levine did a 360 from the free throw line. People forget. Um, I love I love the Young Bulls. I love the Young Bulls. Uh, so I just want to shout out to the Young Bulls and say I will be watching all the games. I'm locked in on the Hornets. I'm locked in on the Bulls, and uh, I will I give can't updates. The, I can't the believe the NBA is back. That's, that's <laughs> Isn't it crazy? We just got done with it. it yeah. I, I kind of wish that they would let the guys that are like eight years or more in the league, like they just sit out until like mid-February, and then all the young guys just play. Because it's fun. Yeah. The preseason is a lot of fun because they just get to watch a bunch of guys I haven't seen, like Daniel Gafford for the Bulls. Right. Uh, but this is great. the problem with the preseason is that – uh, you, you convince yourself that guys are awesome and they're going to stick around. Like guys, yeah. the guys that you and I get excited about because mm-hmm. they were college stars. That mm-hmm. like a guy like Jay Sean Tate, fingers crossed, he makes the team. And I, I don't know what his contract situation was with the Rockets, but uh, I think it was I'm, a two year deal actually, which is pretty good. So he's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Because I I didn't I don't want to have my he, heart broken. He I don't want to talk myself yeah. into Jay Sean Tate like being an NBA player and then no I think like, I think I mean we'll yeah. fact check it but I think he's I on know. a two year deal and they found him because he actually you know you and I both know Jay Sean is the real deal yeah you know what we I mean first, like, we were literally yeah. the first people to pay him we yeah. believed him before Daryl yeah. Morey did Daryl exactly. Morey's not even there anymore yeah. right so, yeah he's yeah in Philly but damn <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we're saying see this is what i mean we didn't have enough we didn't have a long enough off season for me to refresh my you know new faces new places well thing. it doesn't it matter like, young kobe yeah. white just watch all i'm right. telling you That's it's great nice. uh watch. other the other nba shout out we have to do is uh kyle guy hits a buzzer beater to mm. beat the warriors on tnt uh last second shot at the buzzer for the win what what a legend! Yeah, I legend. I mean, and brought the ball up and uh, yeah. pump fake somebody to hell and hits the game winning shot. And I think like two days before, someone had tweeted like, "Get Kyle guy out of my face!" Like he's not yeah, he's a, still doing the thing where he's retweeting yeah, the haters. Exactly, like, he retweeted the haters, then hit a game winning shot. Not two days so later, and uh, but I don't know how it all works like that. But Kyle guy's the best. Don't dig too far into his timeline, or else you'll find <laughs> check that. DM. Not, yeah, check DM. First of all, check DMs. <laughs> Uh, that'll, that'll always be funny. Kyle guy could have a 15 year <laughs> NBA career and, and he's like Michael Jordan winning a six ring and he's yeah, up on the thing, yeah. six rings. And I will just still, all I'll see is check DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Check Instead DMs. of the six, I'll just I'll like write on his hands. It says check and DM. <laughs> yeah, and just just like, it back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, recently I saw via Kyle guy's Twitter that he had his car stolen. Mm, um, he did. so it's been a rough go for our guy, our, our literal guy, <laughs> our literal he, uh, guy. He had his car stolen and some valuables <laughs> taken out of it, and he was. And then he had haters coming his way, and he's checking DMs. And then he had a mm. game winner against the Warriors, so that's mm. cool. Good for Kyle. Yeah, good for Kyle, and uh, good for us because, like you said, I mean, we created a segment that was based around him, and a lot of people when we did it, they said, "Who cares about Virginia basketball? Mm-hmm. They'll never win anything. They play God's a, plan, a, baby. a bold, boring, whatever the fuck they wanted to say version of basketball." And we said, "No." This has mm-hmm. to stick because we need it to go so we can talk about bad guys. <laughs> and uh, yep. and it worked out in the end. He's a game yep. winner. Thank you. Um, can I shout out uh, Tara Vanderveer, too? Uh, Stanford women's basketball head coach. Yeah. Who just passed Pat Summit on the all-time. T-Dog. Career, the career wins leader. Uh, not enough people are talking about this date. Uh, you know where she went to college? You know where she graduated from? No. The University of Indiana, which mm. is not what it's called. It's called Indiana University. But... <laughs> <laughs> She graduated from IU. She uh, she played at I IU. I know that. Yeah. Um, and then she also, before she was the head coach at Stanford, do you know where she coached? She was the head coach. Which women's program she was the head coach at before she went to Stanford? Ohio State. Ohio State. There yeah. you go. So is it a coincidence? Yes, but mm. is it? If I ask, if, is, but also, <laughs> is it? 
Yeah, no, I so, mean, uh, they, they did a great job with like the uh, the celebrate. I think she's close to Coach K as well. She could pass Coach K. Yep. Um, fingers crossed. She passes. She's a few years younger than K. Coach K too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got time on her side. Yeah. She doesn't um, have. She doesn't have. She probably doesn't have to deal with the devil though. Where she hasn't yeah. had. She hasn't had like four thousand surgeries to replace every body part with like cyborg parts like K has. So I don't know about that. But yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a chance. Uh, what else? What? Who else we got to shout? Out? Uh, shout out to Coach K. Uh, after the game, uh, you know, it's not even a shout out. Uh, shout out to Coach K. After the game, he smacked one of the refs' uh, asses on the way out. I saw that. Game. I saw that the Godfrey uh, move. Yeah, yeah. Brett Brett Shrilo, Uh Shout out to Brett Shrilo, Put that out. And uh, I mean, the fact that Coach K has come a full one eighty on the ass smack. Uh, when Godfrey did it to him, it looked as if an alien had yeah. transported in front of him and done something he had never seen before. I cannot compute. That was how he responded. <laughs> and uh, the fact that he has that now and he's got some new energy. Uh, I thought that was good to see. Shout out yeah. to Coach K. Uh, I want to shout out Quaddy Green, who almost had his 30-point game. <laughs> 26? He had 26 against Oregon. Oh, man. Followed it up with a stinker against Montana um, and Washington lost. Uh, they, they lost against Oregon too, but they made it close. Mm. Uh, quite a great. We thought we had it, Tate. We thought that elusive thirty-point game that, that Coach Cal promised. Do you think that's what? That's when everything went wrong for Cal. Do you yeah. think that guarantee? Like we should, someone should track that the trajectory of Kentucky basketball since Cal said. Quaddy yeah. Green's going to have a 30-point game. And then what happened next? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to say what's more shocking, Atlanta's six hours away from Lexington or Quaddy Green still hasn't had a 30-point game. And yeah. uh, you know, I think that's what finally breaks him. I do think Cal might be losing it a little bit. Like, he needs some help. Like, some, yeah. like Kenny Payne left, and I know we all keep joking about that Kenny Payne did so much, and, like, now he's getting credit for everything. Like, everyone's like, man, where's Coach Payne? This is yeah. what he takes care of. But, like, Coach Cal needs someone to, like, shoulder some of the responsibilities. He needs yeah. a shire. He needs one of us, honestly. He needs Cal, one of call us, us to get there. Yeah, call Cal, us. Cal, we're call ready. Us. This is We're this ready. could be the bit that I'm looking for. Mm. The the you know this could be it. I, mm. we, we could figure something out. We'll we'll we're here to help, Cal. Yeah. All, all the all the times we make fun of you is because we love you. So mm -hmm. uh, no, we we genuinely, we do, genuinely love do love you. you. We have a segment yeah. called Cal's Guys. Uh, yeah. Not because it was close to Cal guy or anything, no, but definitely you know, not. <laughs> definitely uh, not. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out. Uh, Scott Van Pelt as well. He's got oh, the yeah. Rona. Yeah. So the vid. Uh, mm. love, love SVP. Um, one of the uh I don't know if I've told this publicly, but but Van Pelt I credit for doing more for my career than just about anyone, honestly. And he barely even did anything. But uh mm. one 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 time I he he asked me first of all, he put me on television all the time, which I couldn't believe back in the day, uh when I was working for Grantland. Um and then one time in twenty sixteen when uh Grantland folded and then um, I I was still under contract with ESPN technically, so they were basically paying me to not work. So then I didn't really do anything all, all year and just got fat and grew out my beard. Uh, he called me up before Selection Sunday. He's like, you should come to Bristol and do Selection Sunday with with Billis and Kara Lawson and me, and it'll just be us. And then uh, I was like, what? Like I'm going to be in studio? He's like, yeah, it'll be great. And you could just be whatever. So I was shitting bricks, dude. I was so nervous. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I've... And up, up to this point, I've been on TV like four times and, and it was just like two minute hits, you know, yeah, and now yeah. I'm, um, so I was nervous to tell he could sense it. And, uh, and, and the day I was there like a couple days earlier or whatever, but then the day of the show, we're in like a production meeting or something going over whatever we're watching the bracket unfold. This was the year, by the way, that the bracket, um, was released early. If you remember mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. uh, and so CBS's selection show ratings were the worst they've ever had. And I took credit for that because, you know, I was on competing 
Mm -hmm. I was on the other, I was on ESPN. So people were watching me instead. Uh, but anyway, point is, uh, Van Pelt told me he could sense that I was nervous. He turned to me and he said, uh, listen, man, I don't need you to go out there and be Jay Billis. I have Jay Billis to be Jay Billis. I need Mm -hmm. you to be Mark Titus. That's why I wanted you here. Just go be yourself. You'll kill it. And like, I just felt like a 10,000 pound weight fell off my shoulders. And then I went out there and West Virginia drew Stephen F. Austin in the first round. Love it. And I said, this is the first time West Virginia fans have ever cheered against something called Stephen Austin. And uh, he loved that joke. And then away we went. And then it was awesome. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I wanted to tell that because Scott Van Pelt is a guy that like, I, I will go to the end of the earth for just for that. Like it's something so small like that, you know, I think there's a lesson in that Tate. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is yet. I need Scott Van Pelt to explain to me what that lesson is, but um yeah, I think it's yeah, sometimes I think it's the respect. smallest things. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. it's uh, he respected you, and uh, yeah, he uh, you know he gave you the shot. And like I said, I, I remember when we, one time you went down to do a hit for him when we were you know down at ESPN Los Angeles, and you know he's always been the best. Stanford Steve is you know one of the greatest guys if you ever meet him in real life. And dude, you know, just and, don't go get wings with him and, and <laughs> yeah. Big Cat. That's a that's yeah. A it, it's 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 one of those things where like. I remember one time, uh, I won't say the anchor who it was, but he was at the airport and he was a total jerk to me and my brother. And it was like when we were younger and he was an ESPN guy and we were like, man, that guy was our hero. And now I hate that guy. And uh, and like now that that should be your response or whatever, but that was like one of those times that it happened. So when you meet people in this industry and they look you in the eye and they treat you like real people Dude, and they care about you, it's uh, it means a lot. So, wildest thing, speaking of respect with, with, with Van Pelt, is he, he would always, and he still does, uh, respect my opinions on teams which i like he would have me on a show even before i'd be on air we'd just be talking he's like what do you think about the big 10 i'm like yeah i think michigan state's a little overrated or something and he's like interesting he's like i i think they're pretty good but uh if you see it that way like that you know that's (laughs) like he would always it it always it like blew my mind i was like oh my god this like scott van pelt like values my opinion why would he value my opinion like he knows more than i do but (laughs) but he would and like i would say something to him he's like all right well that's a good that's a good thought. And I was like, that's crazy. Anyway, the lesson, everybody listening, mm-hmm. is be yourself. That's yeah. A, that's the yeah. lesson. So but yeah. uh hopefully Scott Van Pelt, full health. Uh I, I he said he has no symptoms other than can't smell or taste, but um no. mm. so yeah. I don't know. He's Any gonna other? be back. He's gonna be back. He's we, gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. Pulling for your SVP. Uh what what else we got? Is that it? That's all I got. Yeah. Another one. We got big sh- We got big games on Saturday. We should Saturday say that. Is a, yeah, oof. yeah, yeah. I mean, Gonzaga uh, is going to play Baylor on Saturday. That's no, they're playing Iowa. I mean, sorry. Yeah, they, yeah. they already played Baylor. Yeah, they're they're going to play Iowa number they're not play, They the haven't country. already played Baylor. They were supposed to already play yeah, Baylor. Yeah, and then now they're playing Iowa. Yes, this is all confused at the end of my... Yeah, yeah. It's it's all, yeah, yeah. That's, that's honestly the best way to describe the, the Saturday slate of games. It's like, who is playing who? Louisville is playing Wisconsin. Yeah, that is a part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, yeah. which has already happened, but it's not over. Uh, yeah, so that's happening on Saturday. But yeah, they're the big games uh, this weekend, which is good. CBS Sports Classic, as we said, also yeah. happening. Um, college football title games galore. Ohio State. I got my Buckeyes. Uh, I got my 1996 Big Ten Championship mm. Ohio State sweatshirt on. Um, ACC games on as well. Yeah. The, the SEC is uh, the night game. Is that right? Yeah, the late game, I believe. That's the late one. Yeah. yeah. Big 12, I won't watch a second of. Is Big 12 on Or the Fox? ACC one is the late one, maybe. Is I don't the know. ACC I, one? Yeah, yeah. I, is the Big 12, the Big 10's on Fox, right? Do we have another one? Mm, I think the Big 10 know. is the only one. But regardless, sure, all those uh, games are happening. And if you stay tuned in, we will stay yeah. tuned in. And we will um, watch them and talk about them together. 
Yeah, uh, whatever games are on Fox, those are the ones I'm definitely going to be watching because I'm a company man, Same. unlike Andy Katz. Oh, also Sunday, uh, Illinois is at Rutgers and Creighton is at UConn. So those will be great basketball games as well. Keep an eye on those. Mm. UConn's first big. You're, you're back in the Big East, UConn. We're going to hand you a, a classic Big East rivalry. Creighton Blue Jays. Mm. <laughs> Nothing says welcome back to <laughs> yeah, the Big yeah. East like the Creighton Blue Jays. Yeah. Old Big East. Yeah, good luck. Mm-mm. Good luck. I know when I think Old Big East, I think of Kyle Korver. Yeah. yeah. Warren <laughs> Buffett sitting in the stands. Oh, mm. drink it in, folks. Oh, man. I miss Kyle Korver playing college basketball. All time. right. That's the show. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Uh, it's my understanding that most of the Midwest slash East Coast slash parts of the country that I don't have to think about anymore because I don't live there um, are just swamped in snow. So mm-hmm. maybe this is this is a good thing, Tate, that uh, all, all this great basketball, you can just park your ass on the couch. If you're listening to us and you live in one of those parts of the country, watch all the games. Take a seat. Oh, yeah. Watch the games. Enjoy Me, yourself. Uh, I'm not going to watch a second of any of this. I'm going to be at the beach because I live in L.A. So. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Yep.